On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Denver Nuggets, and Christoph Porzingis returns to form. Best win of the season. Their first signature win of the season. What a fun night in the AAC. And Jason Kidd made one brilliant move that I think won the game. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Great vibes, man. It's great vibes. Like, great vibes. Great vibes. Yeah, great vibes. No, sensational vibes. And, like, the vibes are immaculate. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's go. Let's go. What a win. This, this is what we were talking about. Yesterday's pod, we talked about these five-game stretch, how important this was for the season. Some would even say it could define the season. And you started <laughs> I, with... I De- said that. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but Denver, Phoenix twice, Clippers twice, and they start off against this Denver team, and they have this huge win at home. We talked about all the differences of the second matchup with them, having KP at home. They've had a couple days of rest. It was kind of the, you know, the the opposite for Denver, you know, Denver missing the guys and second night of back to back, but still huge win for the Mavs. And this is exactly what they needed right now. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get into this game. The Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the, De- <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks get the win 111 to 101. Uh, and with a fourth quarter run that we'll talk about and definitely get into that Jason Kidd made a very interesting move. We'll get into all that. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right. Also, thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now and hang out with us. And we uh, usually post YouTube before the podcast. I just want to point that out for people. Sneaky. If you want to get the pod earlier, go on YouTube because that one's just, it's quicker for me to put that one up. All right. Let's get into this game. So the Mavericks win this game, and Christoph Porzingis led the Mavs in scoring. 29 points, 11 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, a block, 5 offense rebounds for him, 5 of 8 from 3. An incredible shooting night for Christoph Porzingis. 11 of 20 from the field, hit just 2 free throws, but hit both of them that he got, and uh, only had 2 fouls and 2 turnovers. Christoph Porzingis' best game of the season. I mean, we're, we're now doubling up on KP's best games of the season. He's finally... I'm saying rounding into form. He's finding his niche in this offense. He's finding his spots, and he's doing an incredible job right now. He's looking like the KP we thought coming out of his first healthy offseason. But Stat News <sighs> tweeted after the game, Christoph Sporzingis last three games, 27.7 points per game, 10 rebounds a game, three three-pointers a game, 55, 50, 90% shooting splits. They've won, Mavericks have won five of their last six. That's from Stat Muse. This is the KP they need. This is the KP they've gotten over the past few games. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've seen different lineups tonight. You know, a lot of the questions, I mean, we, we've we been talking about it. I feel like a broken record about the lone big, <laughs> him being the lone big out there, you know, and uh, we got a lot of that tonight. Um, breaking news, Dwight Powell struggled. Uh, a little bit, um, especially defending Jokic, which to his his point, like Jokic is 
the MVP of the league, and you know he yeah. made. I mean, I mean he made Luca look dumb. You know, towards the end of the game, posting Luca up too. So, but I thought KP played a great game. You know, defensively aside, like Garden Jokic in the fourth, that was you know a little tough for him. But he made his shots. That's the thing with KP. If he makes his shots, he gets the shots all the time. He just yeah. has to make them, and he's a, he's a good shooter deep down. He knocked down those threes. Those were absolutely massive. That's why his his scoring swelled up to the point that he got was the leading scorer in the game. But it was the other kind of moves I thought too. His he's driving to the basket. His his intentionality. His I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to make a move. I'm not just going to get the ball, turn around, back to the basket. I was sitting next to Kevin Gray during the game, and we were just like, all these moves that he's making are the type of moves that he wants, and it just seems like. Sometimes we get these KP games where he either does something super efficient, like a you know a pick and roll to the basket or a catch and shoot like wide open three, like something super efficient or super inefficient, where it's like this weird back to the basket, turn around, pull up, like just this weird stuff that that they try to get KP going with. It's that you have to find some kind of middle, and the middle is get KP facing up on a mismatch, and he takes advantage of the mismatch if he can, only if he can dribble past somebody or if he's not dribbling at, like, Kawhi or something like that, like he was in the playoffs. But those other type of moves, I think, really worked for him, finishing around the basket, finishing on some of those drives. Uh, and the, the move that I love that he did twice in this game that I think is the, the one of the few moves that really works for him, he's, he's out on the perimeter. If he doesn't have an open three, if somebody closes out really hard on him, he pump fakes and he dr- dribbles a little bit, pulls up from two. That's that's a shot. I think he just gets a lot that is is pretty efficient. I don't have numbers on it, but it's an efficient looking shot and it's a, a decent shot. He got a couple times in this game. And those are the kind of things that get KP going, that get KP playing the way. I mean, he was an all-star a couple years ago to get him playing in that in that direction. As long as the guy you know jumps for the three. That's my, if the that's guy the, jumps yeah, for the three. The Pumps fake and then you know pump fakes goes in shoots the mid range shot. I, I'm down for that. I'm down for obviously the spot up three. What I'm not down for and on a consistent basis is the I'm gonna try to take somebody off the dribble type thing. Like there was a moment tonight where Bull Bull was guarding him and he tried to do like he went right, tried to shoot this shot like runner in his face, hit like maybe the top of the backboard or something. That's not his game. But man, there was a play tonight. That I'm like, hook this up to my veins right now. <laughs> He got position on his post up. Yes. He, I, it was deep. Monty Morris deep in the lane, like in the restricted area. He got, he like literally like used his body, pushed him down, had the, had the actual mismatch. That's when you have a mismatch. That's what you got to do. He pushed him down into the restricted area, turned around, pinned him. Luca hit it. He did a drop step, scored. I'm like, thank you. That is what he can do. It's, when you have a mismatch, that's what you have to do. I would almost be I would almost be down for him to get an offensive foul pushing Josh Hart or somebody just to get that position. I'm like, let's go. Like that's the that's the thing. Instead of having a smaller guy kind of like push him, I get he's so tall, they like push on his waist, push him out a little bit, but he got the position and the position for KP on post-ups mean everything. So I love that play. I could watch that play over and over again. There was a moment when he was trying to post up Bull Bull, and I was like, all right, if he can't get position on Bull Bull, we may as well just pack it up. Because that dude... Well, seeing, at least he's got height. I mean, Seeing Bull Bull in person, though, the skinniest <laughs> guy. Legs, like, man, yeah. this is just so much limbs. Like, just the, the amount of limbs. There's He only has four, right? The quantity is still four. But just the length of his arms and legs, and like, man, it's wild to watch him play. And he had some, he had some good moves in this game. Uh, he had that one finisher on the rim, the and one. He had fun. a couple other moves uh, Bull Bull did. Uh, other things that KP did really well was um, 
Playmaking. I thought he had a couple of really good moves. It was what was the game a couple week, like last week or so where KP was was used as the you know they had to basically break a trap with Luca and then they threw it to KP and he had to find the open man. They were doing that in this game too because the Nuggets were trapping and doubling K, like Luca every single time he got the ball. It seemed and the Mavericks were doing the same to Jokic on the other side as yeah. they should, but it just seemed like Luca was just struggling to get he he struggled with Gordon and then he struggled with with the double teams obviously. And they got it to KP and KP a couple times, especially late in that fourth quarter. He would get it to KP and KP would get it around and they'd whip it around the perimeter and get an open three. And it was just, oh, that's, I mean, that's the stuff that can hook up to my veins. Like <laughs> you can yeah. hook up post-ups all you want, but that ball movement stuff with KP actually passing and, and being a good passer, that opens up so much stuff for this Mavericks offense. So uh, KP, and- doing KP stuff, another game here. I think we're like three games in a row of really good KP. Yeah, I was just gonna add that he only had three assists on the box score tonight, but he had some hockey assists that yeah, it, right. it just he just didn't you know obviously it just was you know a couple passes that he got it. So but three anyway. assists is good for him. Like that's a that's a good that's a good number. Yeah, it, it's a good number. But like you like you said, watching this game, like if somebody didn't watch the game and look at it, like okay, cool, three assists. But he was moving the ball really well. He's playing really good basketball these past few games. A lot of people have been talking about it. Obviously, we've talked about it. A bunch of people saying it. KP is the lone big. KP is the lone big. It's the, it's the best lineup. Yes, it's definitely the best lineup. There was a little bit of um, strategy, tactics in this game because they couldn't just throw out KP is the lone big against Jokic in this game. He just would have fouled. You saw it twice. I think KP barely guarded Jokic at all in this game. You saw it twice. I think both of, yeah, both of KP's fouls were against Jokic on like – some of them, the second one at least, was really dumb foul where KP just got too close yeah. to him and pushed. And On the perimeter. Like, like, you're like, oh, this is where you just don't want, like, you just don't need that and don't want that. He's just getting too aggressive. And so Jason Kidd had to be a little strategic with Porzingis and using him as the lone big against Jokic. And so he waited. He waited and waited and waited. And that's why, you know, Dwight Powell played some more. That's why uh, they went small a little bit. They, had, they brought Boban out there. They had Willie out there for a stretch. But they, they waited until like the last four minutes for KP to actually guard Jokic and to just to, to like to finally like unleash that lineup with Luca and all them. They they had a tactic that obviously was part of their game plan because everybody did it. And I I just didn't understand it. It was when they were guarding Jokic on the post on the left block, it's like they didn't want him to get into the paint to shoot the left hook. And it's like I get it. You're like you're picking your poison when it comes to the MVP. But they were just giving him the baseline every time. And it's like, I get there's defensive strategy stuff to where you're like for some baseline and then you have help, but they didn't have help. And it's like <laughs> he did the spin move on Dwight Powell, just left him in the dust and scored baseline. He did the same thing to Luka Doncic's fourth quarter, just left him baseline bucket. And it's like, but they're obviously forcing him, even KP at time, they were trying to force him baseline, but I don't know what that strategy was. I was kind of confused by it. But it's like you're watching it in the moment. You're like, all right, he's just going to go baseline. Bam, he did it. Like, well, okay, I can't do anything about it. Coming up, we'll talk more about KP. We'll talk about Luca. We'll talk about the decision Jason Kidd made that changed the game. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Theragun. Theragun, also a sponsor of the Dallas Mavericks. They had a nice... Uh, they have a nice every single game. They have this nice advertisement of Jalen Brunson using the Thera, Theragun from Therabody. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete like Jalen Brunson or somebody like us just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The OLED screen and design will make you feel like you're holding something from the future. 
Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behavior and suggests guided routines. It helps you learn exactly what you need. So try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today, used by the Mavericks. Therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So we talked about Porzingis a lot. We've talked about his successes. Uh, and he had, a, he had a good game and only played 33 minutes. So that's that's a like a win all around, basically, right? Stayed healthy. For the Mavericks. Stayed healthy, stayed out there. Luka Doncic, at the end of the he he struggled a little bit in this game. But at the end, he came up limping. We have not heard a real good uh, update on him. We heard that you know KP talked to him after the game. And he said, yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I'll be okay. And then Jason Kidd said, we'll probably give an update. The Mavericks will not practice on Monday. And okay. so we probably will not hear from them until the like before the, the next Suns game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kidd said he walked off, you know, walked yeah, through he, the tunnel. We, we've well, seen we that. We all on the, saw him do that. <laughs> we, we saw it on the broadcast in the arena, all that. But, you know, it. yeah, we'll just have to see. You know, when you watch the replay over and over, I went back and just watched it in a couple times. And, I mean... If you if you're Luca right now, you wish which I get. You can say this about hindsight about any play that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't run to that corner or whatever it is. It was a pretty like reckless play by Luca to and the, the play in which he got hurt. You know they were up by a lot and he on comes defense, from, no less. <laughs> yes, on defense he comes from the opposite corner, jumps from behind the basket to try to get this like big block. Uh, you know, there's other already two defenders and, you know, it, it just rolls up his foot there. It didn't. I mean, yeah, I don't want to try to speculate, but. You've from a viewer perspective, like it's seen like you've seen worse ankle turns, but we you never know. It could I thought it, it could have been a high ankle sprain at first when you see it, but we'll just see how, how it plays out. They're off for practice, you know, today. So oh, you, you almost diagnosed it as a as a high ankle sprain. No, I said you into, when you start looking at getting it. into Twitter doctor status here, we're like, ooh, what could this be? Hey, what, you know what? what? We need Doctor We need Twitter Dr. Brian on. Twitter after a uh, after an injury, it just turns into a doctor's like conference, you know, down at the Omni. And no one is qualified except for our friend, Dr. Brian Sutterer. He's the only one. Brian's <laughs> yeah. legit. He's the only one that's qualified. All the rest of us are just like guessing. Casey Smith is qualified. I like the. No, but he's not there. on Twitter, right? I'm, I'm saying yeah, he people, is. Is Casey Smith on Twitter talking about Luca's injury after the game? You didn't say talking. He's on Twitter, though. There's a difference between being on Twitter and on Twitter. Rick Carlisle was on Twitter, too. Rick Carlisle was definitely on Twitter at times. <laughs> but Luca struggled in this game. Luca struggled for him. Another one of Luca's average games, quote-unquote, I roll. 23 points, 8 boards, 11 assists for him. Two steals, a block. He was just nine of twenty-three from the floor. Two of seven from three. He had some really good closing moments, though. There was a pl- there was a, a sequence at the end of the game where Luca and Jokic got were one on one in back to back possessions. Luca was was attacking Jokic, and then Jokic was attacking Luca, and then they came back on the other end to the exact same thing. It was great to see. It was one of those moments where you're like, I just can't wait for this to be in a playoff game, right? Like that would just be so fun to have those two guys go at it. I can't wait to see game. it in practice when they're on the same team. Hey, when Luca joins the Nuggets. <laughs> Whoa. No. When he leaves, that's what everyone always say. says to us. Don't when- even, don't even. Listen, the seeds of all, like, you see after the game, Jokic is dabbing up Boban and, you know, Luca. He goes over and gives Igor a We good need the hug. Balkan brothers together. Like, man, I mean, it's already, you know, the being seeds have been planted. Like, let's, but no, I, what I loved about the second Luca 
uh, possession. You know, the first time he got Jokic on the switch, he did the step back three, missed the three, came back down, had the, got the switch again, and he took Jokic to the post. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let's go. Like MVP, center, biggest dude on the court for them. Post, Dirk fade away, nothing but net. I'm like, my heart. Let's go. Nothing but net. And then, I mean, Brunson hit him with the fadeaway, too, a little bit later. There's something amazing about Luka being able to do that Dirk shot that just, like, keeps it alive in your heart a little bit, right? Like, I saw some people, like, the Mavs were releasing some new merch today, and there was something about the 2011 championship, and I saw people tweeting, like, how long is this? Cool shirt. How long is this team going to be milking this championship? And I'm like, you keep that stuff alive as long as you can. Like, Wait, who's saying that? Just, just. Twitter people. There's nothing. Oh, come on. And what? so I was just you don't like, think the Kings or some of these other teams would just be dying to put any date on the freaking shirt. The Kings and Hawks have won a title. They did it in a different state though, than they're currently in. And they did it in almost a different, they did it in a different like century. <laughs> Basically. I'm down to soak this thing up forever. Let's do it. But there's something cool about Luca being able to pull off that shot that just keeps that like Dirk magic alive a little bit. And to see him do it late in the game in a crucial moment was just, it was really awesome to see it in person yeah. and to, to just be there. But uh, Luca and KP also, I'm seeing this play go around Twitter right now. And it was, it was awesome. I think I saw Dalton tweeted out. It's like three minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. And Luca and KP pulled off this, you know, Luca passed to KP and then back to, back to Luca, like this give and go play that was just like, the best way I can describe it is jazz, right? Like that's super cheesy to call it that, but just the way that they were, were there's just the rhythm between the two of them to where it was like, all right, I know exactly where you're going to go. I can feel this play happening before it happens. And then boom, I'm going to hit you right as you're going to dive into the lane so that you can get position and you can drive and you can hit the shot. And then Aaron Gordon got called for a goaltend on it and and that counted but it was that just pass, one of those though? plays well remember in, during preseason we were like okay what are the few things we actually want to see during preseason a couple of, and one of those things was we want to see the the luca kp chemistry plays some of these like magic kp luca chemistry plays and this was one of them and this was maybe the best one we've seen so far this season of those two guys being on the same page being in the same rhythm being in the same tempo if we continue the music analogy and it was awesome to see. It was this incredible moment. And it was KP passing and Luca finishing, which is just the opposite of what you'd expect a really good KP and Luca play to be. On yesterday's pod, we talked about things we wanted to see over the next five games. And look at that list that we talked about. Some of the things we talked about. We want to see chemistry between Luca and KP. More of that. We got it. We wanted to see Jason Kidd try out new things and make adjustments. We got it. We wanted to see the Mavericks pick up the pace and play a little bit more. We got that. Like they had 23 fast break points tonight. And that was one of the things that Tim Hardaway talked about in that. We're going to talk about this fourth quarter thing in a little bit, this lineup. But when Tim was asked about it after the game for him to kind of explain to us what their mindset was, as far as their game plan, he's like, we knew that they were on a back to back. We knew that they were going to be tired. And when he said, when kid put that lineup out there, when Dorian was the five, he said, I looked around, he said, and then, I, you know, the tallest guy on the floor is like All six, seven. <laughs> well, he's like the tallest guy on the floor with a six, seven. He said, like, we knew we had to pick up the pace and play at this faster pace and get them running and stuff. These are the things we just talked about yesterday. Like we want to see these things. And I know it's one game, but like we saw a lot of these things. They can pick up the pace and run. This team can do that. Especially if they play super small like they, like they did. Exactly. At, at the end of the game that we'll get into. 
Uh, yeah, man, th- this game ha- this game had everything. I mean, we- we've gone this far. We barely talked about Tim, who had a great game. Brunson just continues to be – he's the sixth man of the year in my book. I mean, he just continues to uh, have some incredible play. So let's do that next. Let's, let's get into some of these guys. But then I want to talk about the one move that Jason Kidd made that absolutely changed this game and I think ended up winning them the game. So we'll get it into that. The it, it's a one, the one move that will define the season that of the Mavericks. the season. <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Save time, save money using rockauto.com. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, if you like to work on cars, if you like to update your car, if you like to just do general maintenance on your car and you don't want to take it to a shop all the time, rockauto.com has those parts available for you. Why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a dealership and then have them... Do the repairs that you can do yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports you can put down some money don't do it on the rams because anytime the rams are like oh they're the next super bowl favorite they just go and drop a game uh weirdest game there's a guy sitting next to me and he was watching this game the entire time i don't even know if he looked at the maps game at all he was just sitting there watching this uh watching that rams 49ers game but if you're super into football like that you can put down some money you can put down some money on basketball and nba games as well use the promo code locked on get a 50 percent welcome bonus your first deposit you can earn some money right now they have uh, a couple of games on tomorrow warriors nets the nets are two and a half point favorite at home if you're interested in that uh jazz sixers jazz eight and a half point favorite clippers spurs clippers just a six and a half point favorite that seems a little low go check it out betonline.ag all right isaac harris so i'm teasing it i'll get to it now I'm ready. To start the fourth quarter, Jason Kidd he, made a move that I thought was probably his, the smartest move he's made this this season so far. The smartest lineup and the, the most definitely the most different lineup we've seen so far from them. The Mavericks finally went small. We have not seen them play with no bigs. We've talked about, well, can the Mavericks just get down to one big, right? Can they finally just play KP as the lone big? Can they finally do that? Then this game, they finally got down to zero bigs. <laughs> they, they played no. They put out... Brunson, Frank Nilakina, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Super small ball lineup. Dorian's the tallest guy in that, and he's 6'7". Then uh, Frank and Tim Hardaway and Bullock are all like 6'5". And then Brunson's like 6'3", 6'2". So that is a really small lineup out there against the Nuggets bench unit. And the Mavericks going into the fourth quarter were down by four. They go out there. They have this incredible run. They go on a 14-2 run. The Mavericks are up 93-85 to when this, when this lineup ends. Uh, and they buy time for the for the starters. They buy time for, for KP and Luka to get some time on the bench. And they got out in transition, like we mentioned before earlier in the show. They got to run. They got to you know have a lot of hustle plays. They got to have everybody out there that could shoot. They hit a couple threes. It was just it was an incredible moment in the arena too. The fans were just so behind it. And let me tell you, Frank Nilakina. Woo, let's go. Mavs fans love them some Frank Nilakina right now. I compared him to uh, every, all the Mavs fans this offseason were like. Man, I wish we could get an Alex Caruso. I wish I wish we could get a guy like Alex Caruso that does these things and they like list all the stuff that Alex Caruso does. Um, 
we got Alex Caruso at home. <laughs> His name is Frank Nilakina, the French Prince. Like he is come, he's becoming that type of a guy uh, and becoming that type of a player because he can do all. He can check off all those boxes. The consistency, obviously, he's he's not in that level yet as of Alex Caruso. But uh, there were moments in that in that stretch where he was just like getting the crowd going and everything he did, a steal, a three, anything was really getting everybody going. I know I was actually typing in Caruso's name right now because I want to see what his three point percentage was because I thought he was like a forty percent. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's definitely at a different level than Frank right now. No, I'm but not- I, I saw I saw your tweet and I was like, man, that's so good though. Like that's such a like what the role of Alex Caruso. Like Caruso, you know, like we just said, he did shoot forty percent from three last year. But if Frank can continue shooting, you know, shooting at a, a decently high clip, his defense is there. And It's like that. That role of what Alex Caruso plays, what he was supposed to play in Chicago. Now he's playing probably a lot more because Patrick Williams is out. But it's like that's that's the role for for Frank. And man, he made some plays tonight. He had that play. It's where Jokic somebody passed it to the corner, and the guy started. I think it was Jamichael Green started to cut, and then he just jumped up and just snagged him like wingspan. Let's go! And he <laughs> yeah. just snagged it one one hand. I mean, it felt like yeah, man. I if. To get him to take the swing at a minimum contract, a former top 10 pick just a few years ago, and if he stays in this, in, in this impactful role, I mean, I just had lunch with a guy the other day, an NBA media guy, and he was like, dude, they should start Frank. And like, I mean, <laughs> that's just, that's the type of thing right now. It's like, if they, if they really hit on Frank and he is like a legit rotation player for them and they hold on to it, like what a, what a win for the front office and for the coaching staff of like, Hey, your first year, you took a swing on a minimum guy and you turned him in. I mean, he he's just straight up. He, I mean, Frank Nilakina sent Josh Green to Frisco. So, yeah, he did. I mean, and we're talking like first round pick, 18th overall pick. I mean, just what, two years ago? If that, I mean, I'd say two years ago. I don't even know if it was two years ago as far as actual time, but two drafts <laughs> ago because it was, you know, it was right before the bubble and like all that stuff, two seasons ago. Lo- local podcaster admits he can't count <laughs> no well, i was counting in the bubble because his, that draft was in like november or whatever it was and <laughs> get off me nick yeah but th- but this run right here was was absolutely massive and i thought it really swung the game it swung the energy you had that moment where jamichael green and, and frank nilakina were tussling for a, you know an offensive rebound frank oh, was, was holding on to his arm a little bit day. and then jamichael green just throws him down on the ground the entire crowd was ready to fight jamichael green i think at the end there they review it and then they just call double text on Jamichael and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. And you don't want to step up to Dorian Finney-Smith because uh, no. And can, can we like recognize like what a cool moment that was for Dor- like for a teammate? Like that play wasn't dead. Like it's not like there was a foul and then everybody's just standing there and the Dorian's just like chimed in, whatever. No, that play happened. Dorian got the ball. Dorian just went and pushed him. And it's like, hey, like you you can't not on my watch, not on like. I'm his brother. I'm his teammate. You're not going to do that on my watch. Stratton pushed him and then, you know, all that stuff. And, and too, I'm like, I want Dorian Finney-Smith in my corner. If I'm going to war, if I'm going to battle, give me Dodo all day. That's what teammates do. Loved it. Loved every bit of it. It was awesome. It was a great moment. It got the crowd into it. The crowd was really feeling it. And then every bucket after that was just another one where it took him to a different level, a different level. And then the Mavericks have a uh, eight-point lead at the end of that run. They were down by four when they started. They had an eight-point lead at the end of it. And I thought that was a real big moment where we wanted Kid to try new things, and he did. He threw out yep. that small ball lineup. They they were able to run on the Nuggets around the second night of a back-to-back, and I thought it really changed the game. Dwight Powell, 17 minutes tonight. 
I want to look up. That second, was, that's down. That's down from what we've seen yeah. before. Second half minutes for Dwight. Six minutes and 26 seconds. And that was just to start the third quarter. Like just the starter started the third quarter like they always do. And that was the only stint he played. He didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter minutes, zero on yeah. that. Like you just said. And it's like, and, and I'm not trying to like target Dwight on this. This is more of a Jason Kidd thing. Jason Kidd's adjusting. Like that, this is something that we were kind of afraid of. Like, oh, how long is he just going to stick with this lineup? It's like, I'm just going to force this square peg into a circle. Like, and that that's the type of thing. And to see that adjustment, to swing, to swing for something just out there that we haven't seen of like Dorian at the five. Let's go on that. Like, give me Dorian at the five before Willie. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Seriously. It's like Dorian, like Willie. This is another reason why Willie should never. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going down there. I was uh, saying like he's I, like that, I, I, we have another option. Like I'm much more understanding of this type of a game plan than I am where Dwight plays like a lot in the fourth quarter or a lot in the second half. I understand why he starts the game. Even if the Mavericks are going to start slow, like I understand the reasoning. We've talked about it before, but I'll explain it again. You have to have that insurance for KP because KP can't just guard a Jokic type one on one. He's he committed two fouls and he only guarded him for like maybe three minutes of game time, <laughs> like total in this game, right? And he yeah. fouled twice on him. The Mavericks are terrified of KP getting into foul trouble because they need him. They need him to score points. They need him to be able to be a finisher to space the floor, all that stuff. And so they really don't want that. There were even a couple moments during the game before the fourth quarter where they went with KP as the lone big. And they had Dorian go out and guard Jokic on the perimeter and guard Jokic around the rim because they didn't want KP to get in foul trouble. And so you throw Dwight out there as like a human like meat shield almost against these guys to where he's like, all right, you got fouls. You can you can hustle. He's you know not the best defender, but he's going to go out there and try and do the, the right thing and try and uh, you know and hustle and do all that kind of stuff. And so, all right, we'll just live with it. And their other options are, are very limited right now. <laughs> Very limited right now against uh, some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is going to do Jokic things against anybody. But I just love that he tried out something new with this small ball thing. We at least, like, got a glimpse of, like, okay, like, we'll see what. I mean, you look at this Clippers team. It's like, you've seen what they did in the playoffs. It's like, you got to have this ability. And, I mean, will, will Jason Kidd go to that in a playoff series? Would he go to that late in a playoff series with Kristaps Porzingis on the bench. Like that's the type of stuff. But like you at least know you have it in your back pocket that you can go like if the Clippers, you're playing the Clippers, you know, next week and they're rolling Batum or somebody out the five. Like, you know, you have a lineup now with Dorian. This is when the, that wing depth comes into play, right? Frank Nelikina, Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown types like you, when, if you have the depth, you can pull off lineups like this, like these flexible type of lineups. And that uh, that was really cool to see. Let's end here by throwing some props out at some of these other guys. We talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. had quite the fourth quarter. <laughs> Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. really came out. He was the guy really getting some buckets late in the game. He had uh, 13 points in the fourth quarter. An incredible run for Tim Hardaway Jr., especially in that small ball unit. I thought he was great at shooting. Uh, that little, the, the mid range stuff, he just, he's a weapon where he just is, he can, you know, go all around the court. He had like a, a bank mid ranger in the fourth quarter. He had a, he just had, he had a real close one that was like, I mean, he was probably five or six feet away from the basket, but he could take a jumper and his jumper is wet from anywhere. And I thought that he, he was a real big weapon in this game. 
Yeah, and I, I kind of, I mean, Boban came in. He had the Bones Highland, you know, play that you tweeted about. We were talking so, about before. Yeah, can, I can talk about this play. So Boban only played two minutes, but he had the funniest moment of the entire game where I'm, I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting in my seat in section 123, and all of a sudden Boban what, has you got the, season tickets, bro. Boban has the ball and he turns the corner to start going towards the basket, and the only person between Boban, giant, beautiful Boban. And the basket is Bones Highland. And Bones Highland is all of, he's like 6'3", I guess, or 6'2", or 6'3", maybe 6'4". But uh, he may weigh like 150 pounds soaking wet. He's like the one of the smallest guys to see on the court. And Boban turns the corner, sees Bones there, and is like, oh, man, this is like a grown man against a small child, right? It looked like if you're out there, like going up against your kid in the driveway. And he turned the corner, and all of a sudden Bones jumps at Boban, and then Boban's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the basket and just dunk because there's no one else there, and it's just this little guy. I was kind of surprised we didn't see more of Boban. You know, we've seen Boban kind of play in these Denver games against Well, the, the Mavs were nervous that they were going to shut the league down again if, if Boban <laughs> played against the Nuggets at home. Oh, my gosh. I'll never forget that night. Crazy. <laughs> and then I spent the next year sitting in an empty arena <laughs> just with no fans, just as a little media guy in my corner. Jalen Brunson, 17.6 assists off the bench. He just had another one of those games where he just was supporting, right? He didn't take over at any moment in this game, but he was supporting. He was getting buckets when needed. He was helping in the fourth quarter. He was playing late in the fourth quarter. He was helping that closing lineup. He just continues to do great stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you say he's the sixth man of the year. I'm going to lean with you, even though I haven't done my homework on what the rest of the league looks like as far as six man. That was my pick before the year, and I'm feeling good about let's it. Let's go. I, don't, I already forgot who my pick was. I'll but. pull it up for you. Um, yeah, I, I think it was JB. hero. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still feeling pretty confident. I was, that's that. a good one too, for sure. Um, Sterling Brown played seven minutes in this game, but didn't do a ton. Um, <laughs> Sterling yeah. is struggling right now to say the least. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, his role kind of goes back and forth. I mean, the other night he played what? 17 minutes in a game and tonight he played seven. Dorian hit two threes in this game. Loving to see Dorian finally over the last like five games. He's shooting 40 something percent from three. Finally, that shot's coming around. But Reggie Bullock was the one that got minutes late in the game and was in the closing lineup instead of Dorian. I thought that was because I think Reggie's a better defender than than Dorian. And so I think that they decided to go with that. Uh, He's definitely quicker on his feet, in my opinion. And I thought that it was interesting that they went with Bullock instead of Dorian late in the game. Yeah, I yeah, we'll see how that plays out, especially as the season goes along. Because, I mean, you just kind of do your math on who's going to be on the floor. And it's like, all right, well, you almost have to have Tim out there just for the shots. You know, Luke and KP is probably going to be out there. JB's playing so well. There you go. Then you have four. Who's going to be your fifth? Is it going to be another big and Maxi or Dwight? Is it going to be Dorian? Is it going to be Reggie? I think we'll see that fifth spot kind of rotate a little bit to close the games. But I, I want to say a, a real quick, a bigger picture thing. Phoenix, two games of Phoenix coming up. Phoenix is, there's only two two teams ahead of the Mavericks in the standings right now. Your nine and four Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> tied or actually they're not tied they're third in the west right now but if they go in and beat phoenix you know once twice um they're gonna be a uh, second in the west just want to throw that Ima- out there imagine that imagine there you go. that we'll be back tomorrow i think we're gonna have mike leslie on the show which will be exciting and then we're gonna have obviously go, post mike. post games after both the suns games guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps oh. <laughs>